Are earlier age of menopause and hormone therapy linked to increased tau deposition? Find out about this and more in today's PV Roundup podcast. I'm your host, Senior VP Medical Director, coming to you once again from the Pioneer Valley in Western Massachusetts. Here are today's stories. Postmenopausal females represent around 70% of all individuals with Alzheimer's disease. Previous research shows elevated levels of tau in cognitively unimpaired postmenopausal females compared with age-matched males, particularly in the setting of high beta amyloid. The biological mechanism associated with higher tau deposition in female individuals remains elusive. In a study published in JAMA Neurology, investigators sought to examine the extent to which sex, age at menopause, and hormone therapy use are associated with regional tau at given levels of beta amyloid, both measured by PET scan. This was an observational study of 292 cognitively unimpaired individuals, of which 66% were women and 33% were men, who were enrolled in the Wisconsin Registry of Alzheimer's Prevention. Investigators found that factors significantly associated with higher regional tau with beta amyloid on PET scans included being female with a p-value of less than 0.001, earlier age at menopause with a p-value of less than 0.001, and use of hormone therapy with a p-value of 0.008. Late initiation of hormone therapy defined as greater than five years following age of menopause was associated with higher tau PET scans compared with earlier initiation of hormone therapy with a p-value of 0.001. Authors concluded that females exhibited higher tau compared with age-matched males, particularly in the setting of elevated beta amyloid. In females, earlier age of menopause and late initiation of hormone therapy were associated with increased tau vulnerability, especially when neocortical beta amyloid was elevated. These observational findings suggest that subgroups of female individuals may be at higher risk for a pathologic burden. In our next story, we learned that in routine clinical care, patients with chronic kidney disease and type 2 diabetes who are treated with SGLT21 inhibitors show a three times higher risk of genital infections, as well as increased lower limb amputations and non-vertebral fractures compared with those treated with GLP-1 receptor agonists. Among 96,128 patients identified in the U.S. commercial and Medicare databases with type 2 diabetes and chronic kidney disease stage 3 to 4, when compared with treatment with GLP-1 agonists, those treated with SGLT2s had a higher risk of genital infections with a hazard ratio of 3.08, lower limb amputations with a hazard ratio of 1.65, and non-vertebral fractures with a hazard ratio of 1.3 per 1,000 person years after adjustment for more than 120 baseline characteristics. And finally, a study examining the efficacy of post-exposure prophylaxis for sexually transmitted infections among men who have sex with men and transgender women found that the combined incidence of gonorrhea, chlamydia, and syphilis was lower by two-thirds with doxycycline post-exposure prophylaxis than with standard of care. In two different cohorts, one taking pre-exposure prophylaxis for HIV and the other of people living with HIV, doxycycline 200 milligrams within 72 hours after condomless sex resulted in significantly fewer diagnosed STIs during quarterly visits, 10.7% versus 31.9% in the pre-exposure prophylaxis group 
and 11.8% versus 30.5% in the HIV group. And that's today's Medical Roundup. Thank you for joining us for this episode of PV Roundup Podcast. For more stories like these, visit us at pvroundup.com to subscribe to our weekly newsletters. Thoughts, comments, or suggestions? Please leave us a review on your preferred listening platform or email us at editorial at pvroundup.com. Subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, or Google. You can also download our Amazon Alexa Flash Briefing, Medical News Roundup, and just ask, what's my Flash Briefing? Thanks today to Sean Mullen for production assistance. Join me next time for an episode where we cover the latest stories in the world of medicine.